gonemobile.io. It's Gone Mobile. This episode is sponsored by Raygun. Discover, diagnose, and understand the root cause of error, crash, and performance issues in your apps in seconds. See how your apps are really performing and where they encounter problems with Raygun's incredible full-stack software intelligence platform. Raygun works with all major programming languages and platforms, including iOS, Android, and Xamarin, giving you full visibility over every issue affecting your users. I use Raygun in all of my own apps and highly recommend you give it a try. It only takes a few minutes and you're up and running in your app. Sign up for a free trial today over at raygun.com and make sure to thank them for sponsoring Gone Mobile. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Mobile. So John, I have to say that I'm I'm a little ashamed that, you know, it's taken this long for us to do a show on MVVM Cross. How did that happen? Well, I mean, I, I personally got caught up in some Xamarin Forms stuff, but I, I think you're still using MVVM Cross with some of your work-related things, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I mean, all of our stuff uh, at Olo, where I work, is is built on Cross. I know. I think if I checked back on my messages, I could probably find messages from Stuart around when we started the the podcast, saying, "Oh, we have to do an episode." And then somehow, like four years goes by, or however long it's been that we've been doing this, and it hasn't happened. So I'm glad that that we're finally making this happen today. It's going to be awesome. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so you know, let's. I think we should just get into that, and and to do so, I'm really excited to welcome uh, Martin Van Dyke on the call, who who's one of the the core maintainers of the the framework. Now, how's it going, Martin? Thanks, uh, Greg. Uh, it's going great, and I think that it's really great that we can do a podcast about MVVM Cross now. Finally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, way long overdue. But on the plus side, it means that we can focus on all the really new, awesome stuff that's going on instead of having to do all introy type stuff. So hopefully, hopefully that works out. Uh, but before we get into that, I mean, let's let's start with the the introy stuff and maybe do a little bit of history because it is a framework that's been around for a really long time. So, so like, how did MVVM Cross come about? Oh, so. Um... Uh, about the history of MVVM Cross, it started off with Stuart Lodge, who is in London, and um, he started off sort of an MVC framework based as a fork from Monocross, or as, uh, took the little of the idea of Monocross and then turned it into MVVM Cross as an MVVM framework. And it started basically as just, you know, like a Xamarin uh, only thing where they combined iOS and Android. And then it grew to like Windows and over the years it grew to like all the platforms and with a really huge user base and a lot of people and community using it. So this is really, you know, a precursor to Xamarin Forms in a lot of ways. I mean, we'll talk about how they're they're different than each other, but Xamarin Forms was not a thing when MVVM Cross was initially created, right? So um you know, aside from that, just it being an old, a historic framework, why else would someone want to use MVVM Cross as their primary framework over something like Xamarin Forms? That's a really great question. And I think you uh, might want to look at it differently because MVVM Cross and Xamarin Forms really work well together. And that's probably a misunderstanding with a lot of people that with Xamarin Forms, you get MVVM out of the box and you can do a lot of stuff there. You get um, the dependency container and you get some stuff in Forms that is MVVM. But there's still a lot of things missing as well, in my opinion, like uh, view model to view model navigation and some other stuff as well. 
that MVVM Cross provides. So I think that if you want to have an awesome combination that will fix the, and take the best of both worlds, you use MVVM Cross with forms. So then a forward developer that might be coming in that's familiar with, say, other MVVM uh, frameworks that are out there, maybe they're coming from like an old Silverlight background or WPF background and have dealt with MVVM Lite or, or Prism or things like that. Um, how how transferable is that sort of knowledge of the those other frameworks to MVVM Cross? I would say it's quite transferable. Uh, all the architecture and the, and the patterns are the same as in other MVVM frameworks. So it's just, you know, an opinionated take on MVVM as an architecture. And I think that some choices make it really easy to get started and make it really easy to build an enterprise application with MVVM Cross. So when you say some, some choices make it easy to get started, uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like what are some of the, the kind of core design choices that MVVM Cross made that, are, that might even be, be mostly catered to, to mobile app development? Sure. So MVVM Cross uh, uses, uh, for example, um, configuration, um, sorry, convention over configuration, uh, which means that if you use certain names, view will, for example, be attached to view model. Um, and you can, in that way, you can get automatically, uh, you know, view model to view model um, connections. And also MVVM Cross Classes all contain the MVX uh, um, ap appendix. Is that called? Um, yeah. So, it, you know, when you have all of that, it's really easy to find out where you need to start. Also, if you start using MVVM Cross, we've got like extensions and and NuGet packages, what you just can install and will uh, apply all the files that you need to get started with MVVM Cross. So say you install the starter pack, NuGet package, it will install the first few models, it will install a, an app class where you configure your apps, uh, where you configure your reflection, your IC, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think that's really great and really easy to get you started. So let's uh, dig into what exactly is new with MVVM Cross, because that's something that we, we wanted to focus on this episode. So talking about MVVM Cross 5, um, and a good segue into this is that you said Xamarin Forms works really well with MVVM Cross together. Can you talk a little bit about the improved integration between those two and why you would want to mix them? Yeah, sure. So actually, I did a really extensive blog post about this topic that I would really recommend to read if you're looking into Xamarin Forms with MVVM Cross. Um, so when we look at uh, Xamarin Forms and MVVM Cross, uh, MVVM Cross is aimed to make it really easy for you as a developer. So what we did is all the bootstrapping of your Xamarin Forms application, uh, like with a splash screen and then opening your Forms page, navigating to your first page or navigating from a view model to a view model after that, we just integrated that into MVVM Cross. Um, so it's, it's like the biggest thing here is that it will make it easy to get started and uh, fire up the first page of the application. After that, it's pretty much the same as you would normally do with MVVM Cross or Xamarin Forms. 
And I know historically a VVM cross had its own sort of internal fork of the the old like monotouch.dialog project that that I know like we actually still have some views more than I would have assumed after this many years, but it's still in there and it works pretty well. Um, so do you imagine that sort of thing being migrated more towards like would users that might have had old MVVM cross apps using some of those dialog classes, do you imagine that moving more towards embedding Xamarin forms inside of those cross apps? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, we re removed dialogs from MVVM cross five uh, in, in entirely. So uh, what we try to is focus on making the MVVM framework great and not per se making UI components or UI libraries. So we've got some stuff to make it really easy to connect to UI. What uh, I think that it's much better to leave a UI cross-platform over to forms, which is much bigger, much bigger community and can do that in a great way. So is MVVM cross fairly opinionated then on how you integrate it with forms? Like, do you, are you using kind of the new form stuff where you generate like a UI view controller from a forms page and a or a fragment from a, a forms page, or is it, are, are you kind of not tied down to doing something specifically like that? No, you're not tied down to doing anything specific like that. Uh, I think you're talking about Xamarin forms embedding, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think there are like maybe two or three ways that you can look at that. So first of all, uh, MVVM cross just creates Xamarin form pages, attaches a view model with MVVM cross base to it and then does the whole navigation. So the navigation is not Xamarin forms based, but it's MVVM cross based because then you have view model to view model navigation, but it's just a normal Xamarin forms page. What's also possible is that you do the forms embedding, uh, but I think that's just going to come in 3.0. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. So it's not quite there, but still super exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. So uh, actually, we've got this on the MVVM Cross roadmap for um, 6.0 or like a little bit after that, depending on Xamarin Forms 3.0 when it's released. Uh, but we will integrate this. Um, but another thing that's really interesting is that you can also do it the other way around. And that's what I think another really um, advantage of MVVM Cross is that you can sort of mix and match native views with Xamarin Forms views uh, without the embedding. So you can navigate from a native uh, page, a native view, so say view controller on iOS or Fragment or Activity on Android, to another Xamarin Forms page. Um, and you can sort of mix and match that. And this is, this is currently done using custom presenters. Um, but we're looking at integrating this into the core functionality. So does this mean that like I wouldn't want to really use some of the the navigation, like the Xamarin Forms navigation page and maybe like the tab page and that kind of thing? Is, is MVVM cross sort of a good way to get the native replacement with still using like the inside internal pages of those things as Xamarin Forms? Well, it's even there. It's still mix and, uh, mix and match. So... You can still use a tab page or a master detail view from Xamarin Forms because that's purely UI, but the presenter, and that's maybe something we need to talk a little bit more about, what presenters are. <laughs> the presenter will handle all those cases for you. Uh, 
so it's more like a wrapper around the Xamarin forms, uh, for example, master detail. Cool. Yeah, you, you you gave me the segue that I was just about to do myself, so that was perfect. I was the the next thing on my mind was bringing up presenters, which uh, is a topic sort of near and dear to my heart because I know for a while I had a series of blog posts kind of explaining presenters because I found that um, you know in the the old like Slack room and whatever, I felt like every other question I was answering for someone on how do I do this was oh you had a presenter and then you you do that um, so. It's definitely a really kind of core piece of the the framework that I think often goes sort of glossed over by a lot of people. Um, so before we get into um, the the new presenter stuff that you added in five, like could you give sort of just a quick overview of like what does a presenter do and and how do you kind of leverage that in a MVVM cross application? Sure. So a presenter is uh, the thing that makes the view model when it's uh, navigated to. Uh, connect to the view and then we'll present it on the different platforms differently. So when you have an iOS uh, device or iOS platform, you want to show the view controller on a screen and that maybe depends on if you have, um, say, um, how do you call the, the, the tabs in the bottom? A tab bar, I think. Yeah, so if you have that, you might want to show it in the tab bar, um, but the shared code doesn't know anything about that. But what you can do is make the presenter know where it needs to place that view model, which is connected to a view controller, and then execute it in the presenter. And that's basically what a presenter does. So it translates that stuff. Absolutely. So then what, what did MVVM Cross uh, 5.0 introduce in terms of new presenter functionality? Uh, Quite a lot. Mostly uh, with 5.0, uh, we didn't have time to uh, replace the Android presenter yet. But what we do is the editorial revamp of the iOS presenter. And what it does is it introduces attributes for views. And what you can do with that is you can put an attribute on a view, on a view controller on iOS. And you can say, hey, this needs to be a tab bar or it needs to be a master detail, or it needs to be, you know, name it, like a navigation controller or just a plain view controller. And you can set some properties on it, like do you want to use uh, animations, do you want to customize behavior? Uh, all that sort of stuff you can customize with the attribute. And this is also something we will be bringing to Android very soon. That's really cool. So you just take your kind of standard UI view controller class and you, if you decorate it with an attribute that says you want this to be a nav controller, the presenter will just kind of wrap that for you and handle it. Exactly. That's really cool. So, I mean, I have to ask too, like, cause I have, I have some scars from when I wrote our original, uh, iOS presenters for, for the apps we have at Olo, where we got into a lot of wacky situations of, um, you know, if you wanted animation and you had, I think, I think the, the main pain points were when we had a modal come up that had a navigation controller in it. And then when you wanted to close that whole modal, you had to sort of wait for animations to finish before doing like another navigation and stuff. Did you guys have to, to run into, did you run into any sort of issues around life cycles and stuff there? Or have those problems actually kind of gone away in recent iOS versions? Uh, I think a bit of both. So we probably didn't have that. I haven't seen that. But we did run, uh, run into a couple of problems. Uh, what we did with uh, MVVM Cross 5 as well is that we added test projects to the main GitHub repo. 
So we've added all sorts of test cases for iOS to show all the techniques, to test all the different ads cases, and that really helps us to test those kind of things. That's cool. So does that include uh, like Xamarin UI tests as well to make sure that you get sort of presenter type things tested, or is it more at the unit testing level? It's more at unit testing level. Um, I think that it would be great to have some Xamarin UI tests in there. Uh, it's like it's very much depending on the contributors to add that because you know with limited time and with that it's really hard to add all of those tests. If anyone wants to jump in, then please go ahead. So let's talk a little bit about the navigation service and what's changed in in MVVM Cross Five with that. It seems like there's some new stuff there. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good one. I'm really excited about it. Um, so in MVVM Cross Five, we introduced the navigation service, which is uh, it's an, uh, a service on itself um, instead of what we had before with Show View Model. It was uh, inheritance on the View Model itself. But this is a service that's injectable, which you can unit test when you inject it into your view model. Uh, so that's one advantage, but it's also fully async and it's type safe. So I think those are some really great advantages. Um, and two other things is that you can now pass uh, objects to the next view model and you can return a result from the next view model to your previous one while awaiting for your uh, view model to come back. Yeah, and in, and when I've been looking at the the new navigation service stuff, it um, it definitely it seems like it can take the place of a lot a lot of custom navigation logic that that I've historically had to write in terms of you know starting an active or starting uh, uh, you know another view view model to get a result from that and using uh, the messenger behind the scenes as sort of a proxy for for PubSub there um, or just you know. And the, the testability is, a, is another side of it where um, the way that it worked before, it was still testable, it was a little clunky, but it was all certainly testable. And it seems like this sort of encapsulates a lot of that stuff in a, in a much nicer interface that you can sort of inject. Um, and is this, a, is this an interface that gets injected into every view model or do you only have to take this dependency when you have a view model that needs to navigate? It's the last, so you only have it, you need to inject it yourself and then you have it where you need it. That's really cool. Um, so how did you, out of curiosity, how did you end up implementing things like fetching a, a result from another view model? Uh, yeah, great question. So what we did is we heavily used the uh, async await pattern together with task completion source. So uh, what we do, uh, we've got um, a task completion source that we put on a view model. It's, it's private, so not anyone can access it, but we can from our side. And then um, when you come back to, um, to the result, we look at if that's um, the view model that's connected to the result, and we um, try to set the result on the task completion source, which is awaiting on your navigate. Oh, that's a that's a really nice pattern. And going full async await there, it has to just make the consumption code a whole lot nicer. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> is the for applications that that are sort of written against the the old navigation API? Is that API still available? Is it deprecated and going away eventually? What's the story around that? 
So we haven't deprecated that yet. Um, that's because we are really concerned about the backwards compatibility for this because it's at the core of MVVM Cross. So uh, what we think we're doing is going to deprecate it is uh, in six um, But until then, you're safe to you know use it. Um, but there's some new functionality like returning results and async navigation that you won't be able to use with your view model. So one of the things that I think is always challenging in cross-platform uh, application development is just the different ways that the different platforms handle life cycles. Um, so when your your uh, page or you know whatever, even the the different unit per platform is is usually different, like a page or an activity or a fragment or whatever. So how do you guys handle uh, this in MVVM cross, like all the appeared and appearing events and stuff like that? And are there some new things that users can look forward to in, in MVVM cross five? So um, we uh, added the uh, view events to the view model. Uh, and that was basically because it was very much asked for. But also, if you look at the Xamarin forms, um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but there was an evolution topic or evolution something on Xamarin forums where they had the exact same discussion. So we followed along with that. And they sort of, you know, were figuring that out, putting a lot of input from other people into it. And we took all of that and implemented it in MVVM Cross. So I see you let them do all the, the hard research for you and you're just able to kind of distill the, the end result. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were there any sort of like gotchas that are like good lessons learned in that? Because I... Like John was saying, historically, that's always been one of the, the real pain points is, you know, Android isn't iOS and it doesn't have the same life cycles as iOS and neither does UWP and any other any other platform of which now MVVM Cross supports many, many platforms. So I can imagine that that's a tricky thing to try and normalize. It is. It is. So, um, for example, if we take Android, you've got activities and fragments there, which are the base of many applications. And both have different life cycles. So that's uh, what I talked about before. We have the test projects in the main repo now. So what we try to do is add a lot of cases there with activities, fragments, dialogues, all that sort of stuff, and try to test all the life cycle methods and all the methods that are going around in the fragments, attaching, detaching, pause, uh, stopping, all that sort of stuff. Um, same goes with like Windows and with um, with iOS. So it's, it's basically a lot of testing. Yeah. And it, there's really no way around that, I think. Um, and, and also just to, to clarify here, like we're talking about, uh, view model life cycles here specifically, right? Like, is there anything else introduced as well at say a higher level, maybe like application level, um, you know, start, stop, resume, all that sort of thing. Uh, that was actually already in MVVM Cross. You've got the MVX app plus where you can sort of, you know, get callbacks there. But uh, the, the difficult thing is that it works, but there are no guarantees. And I think that was also one of the conclusions in the Xamarin Forms forum post. That, like, it should probably work, but we can't actually 100% guarantee it. And that was one of the most, you know, annoying things. But yeah, there's no way around that. Right. So what's the general advice then for uh, a developer using MVVM cross? And let's say that you run into some scenario where the, the built-in lifecycle stuff might not, not work. Is it basically you just have to, to bow out and just do all that, that plumbing yourself then? 
like, or are there any kind of general guidelines that people can follow of, or like known walls that you might hit? Yeah. So if you uh, look at the documentation for the navigation surface, for example, and for the, uh, the view events, the view model events, you can see how the whole life cycle between a view and a view model goes. So there are some points that are certain to be called, like initialize is always going to be called. The constructor is also being, uh, going to be called. So those kind of events are really safe to do all your stuff in. Um, so if you're doing it on view events, like on pause, for example, to save some stuff, that might be really tricky and dangerous because like, there's no way anyone can 100% guarantee that that's going to be triggered. It's like 99%, but no hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things Greg kind of alluded to a minute ago is that you know MVVM crosses on a lot of different platforms. Um, can you talk a little bit about what the state of all the different platforms that are supported right now? Sure. Um, we've got support for basically everything in Windows, but we are dropped kind of like Windows Phone 8, Windows Phone 7, Silverlight, all that sort of stuff, because we want to move forward to .NET standard. Um, so other than that, for Windows, we support WPF, UWP, we support console application, standard.NET, um, you know, you name it, you got it. As long as it's a modern platform. Um, so yeah, we can go on with the list here, like Androids, Android Wear, uh, iOS, uh, watches, um, TV OS, Mac OS. Um, so there's a whole broad range of platforms that are supported. How have you found the performance of, uh, you know, something as big as MVVM cross on like watches or, or those sorts of really tiny devices? Um, that's, that's actually really difficult to tell because I've just run some, you know, some testers and some, some really small things on uh, em emulators and stuff. And I haven't actually got a watch myself, so I couldn't really tell. That's fair. And, it, and this isn't a direct correlation, but one of the things that, that I was historically really impressed by, I guess going back probably five years ago or so when I first got started with MVVM Cross was at the time we were supporting... Uh, Android 2.3, which I'm very glad is a, is a distant memory at this point. Uh, but we had a really like one uh, gingerbread test phone in the office that was just dinky, like the first Nexus they ever put out. And it was basically one of those devices where if it worked there, we would we could count on it working everywhere. And I was always very impressed by even on this device that had a hard time living, basically. Um, all of our MVVM cross apps were actually really, really snappy on them. So as big of a framework as it is, uh, I always like to use that as an example, as a call out that it actually performs far better than I even expected it to back then, given all the reflection and crazy stuff that's going on. Um, so that's why I was curious, curious how it fares on, you know, wearables and stuff where I haven't personally tried that out yet. Yeah. And we've actually done quite a bit of performance improvements in 5.0. Um, and you just mentioned reflection, and that's probably one of the things that's, you know, mostly impacting the startup time, for example, for an app with MVVM Cross. And we really try to work on that by, for example, making just the right amount of calls to reflection functions um, and not any more than that. And, you know, try to really optimize the whole process there. 
Yeah, yeah, the startup time is definitely one where it's it's hard to hard to tune that. So any sort of uh, customization hooks there would be good. Um, and I also want to make sure I call out that I love that the console is still a, a fully supported platform. <laughs> I remember, again, going back down memory lane to like five years ago when I was writing that app that I used con the console support as like a way of proving that the thing I was building was cross-platform at the time. So I built out like half of our app as a plat console app just to say that I could do it. And, it was, and I'm and I'm very glad that that was, it's, we don't maintain that one that anymore, sadly, but I'm glad that that support's in there because it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just one more last thing on uh, MVVM Cross 5 then, like you mentioned removing support for a couple platforms. So Windows Phone 8, Windows 8, you know, to trying to, to modernize the, you know, and move more towards net standard and kind of the future facing uh, API surface areas. Are there any other notable breaking changes that people should be aware of like if you're if i'm upgrading from mvvm cross to from four to five is there anything else that i'm gonna uh, i should be aware of or that i might run into that's a breaking change yeah so a couple of plugins got uh, removed as well you mentioned dialogue so that's removed cross ui is removed out of view is removed um, also, we removed bookmarks, sound effects, and track utils since they were only used on Windows Phone 8 and lower. Um, so that's that's a bit breaking there. Um, but I think that it's very obvious that the replacement for those kind of things is ready with Xamarin Forms. So what's coming next for MVVM Cross 6? What are the, the big features that you want to highlight? Yeah, no rest for the wicked. Give us new stuff. Now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been like a few days, probably, right? So that's time. <laughs> yeah, this uh, MVVM Cross was uh, 5.0 was released on uh, in May, and I think that we're looking at releasing MVVM Cross six this year, um, probably like in one or two months. Um, this has to do uh, with the .NET Summer Hackfest coming up. Um, but one of the major things that we're working on now is making the MVVM Cross Android presenter much more, um, you know, um, it much better in all the situations with dialogues, few pages, uh, tabs, um, you know, all the UI components. So in, in the past, you really needed to do those kind of navigation to those things yourself. Um, with the new Android presenter, you can just navigate to a view page of page. It will load up the activity it's uh, hosted in. If it's hosted inside a fragment, it will open it up in a child fragment manager. It will go to the view page of page. It will do all the animations. Uh, so that's really, I think, really awesome new feature that we're going to introduce. That's cool. And it's exciting to hear that uh, version six is so closely on the heels of version five. It means that uh, there's there's still a lot of momentum and community behind this, which is which is one of the big strong points that that I, I usually point to. Like I know for a while I would get a lot of questions from people of like, oh, I haven't seen Stuart active in a while. Like, is this project dead? I'm like, no, just go look at GitHub. There's a lot of people. <laughs> it's, it's very, very active. Yeah, we got almost 200 contributors right now, and that is bigger than any other MVVM framework. So that's like a really big community. Um, I think that uh, just for a fun fact is that, uh, I, I'm not sure if you remember, so this new uh, Android presenter, you know that like I think four or five years ago when I was starting with MVVM Cross and starting with Xamarin in general, 
I read your blog post about the presenters then, and I was like the first one to comment on that. Uh, <laughs> and I wrote like on your first blog post about presenters. So, hey, Greg, can you tell me something more about how you like um, handle clearing the back stack and um, I think something with presentation values and that sort of stuff. And you wrote a reply <laughs> and you wrote, I think you wrote like, oh, it's really great getting feedback or something. I'm going to do some more blog posts about this because people really needed it. And so you did like three more blog posts about presenters. And that really inspired me to, you know, go this route and make the presenters here now with all the possibilities that we always wanted. Oh, that, that's really awesome to hear. And I do remember that. Um, I didn't think it was quite that long ago, but man, time really flies, which is which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I remember that being the, the impetus or part of the impetus for that series of posts. Um, also, just because in building out, especially on the older versions of MVVM Cross, building out some of the stuff that we did at Olo, like we hit... The, the types of navigation patterns that we had to do, we hit basically every edge that you could run into on both iOS and Android. So I also just wanted to document some of that stuff because it was it was hard to get right and code that we were like afraid to change once it worked. But it's it's glad it's it's always nice to hear good things kind of came of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe when this new presenters merge, you should do a new blog post about that then. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I would love to rip out some of that old code once once we have a nice stable uh, replacement. Um, but sort of kind of building on that, one of the other things I wanted to make sure that that we touched on in this episode, uh, kind of stepping back a little from from new features, is just sort of the kind of the onboarding and and learning side of of MVVM Cross, where historically it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Like you. Uh, Stuart used to do that N plus one series. That was a really good series of videos. Still, a lot of it still applies, even though it probably doesn't compile very well anymore. But the concepts are all still there. Um, but I know one of the things that I, I often hear from people is just that it is a big framework, and it, it was historically tough to know exactly how to like dip your foot into it and and really figure out what's going on. So. For someone coming into MVVM Cross like right now, let's say they're they're not coming in with a legacy app, they're you know they're installing version five point one from NuGet. Like how what's your recommendation for how to get started and how to start just getting your head around all the pieces here? Yeah, so with uh, the release of MVVM Cross five we also introduced a new website with new documentation. Uh, so possibly there's still like old documentation on that because it's so relevant. But we updated all of that. Um, but we also added the possibility now to edit all the files on the website. So you can edit the documentation yourself. And what we see is that a lot of people have done that. They, you know, they miss something in the documentation. They make a pull request to update that or replace something. And that really works great. So the documentation is much more up to date than it used to be. And I think it's a great place to start. Um, additionally to that, uh, I think there are a lot of great plugins uh, out there right now to really get started easily. So we've got like, uh, I've worked on a plugin called Xablu Cross for MVVM Cross. And it is a wizard where you select whatever you want to have in your MVVM Cross app. You select, I want to have Android, iOS, I want this sort of navigation pattern. I want this services integrated. And you press finish, and it will just generate all the boilerplate for you. That's really cool. Is that um, how do you? Is that for Visual Studio specifically then, uh, for Windows, or is it cross-platform? 
It's specifically for Visual Studio for Windows. Uh, there's also a version for Mac coming up. Um, you know, so that's really a great way to start. Um, if you're working with Visual Studio for Mac currently, you can just install the MVGM Cross Starter Pack from NuGet, and it will do most of that for you, but you just can't pick your options. Very cool. Um, so Martin, like uh, before we wrap up, is there anything that uh, we missed either in the, you know, the long list of cool stuff that's in the release notes for 5.0 or just MVVM Cross in general? Yeah, so um, we are currently working on the MVVM Cross.net Summer Hackfest. And that's really an awesome project uh, launched by the .NET Foundation. Um, and we've got a website page for that. It's called mvvmcross.com slash hackfest. Uh, it will run from August 21st till September 2nd, where we will have an event in Amsterdam uh, where we will come together with the MVVM Cross team where we will meet a lot of people, where we do a hackathon with them to get started, to contribute to MVVM Cross. And we also got, for this two-week period, we got some calls that we're going to do. So we're going to convert MVVM Cross to .NET Standard, and we're going to work on the website, on the documentation. And one other thing is that we want to join the .NET Foundation in that period. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, it does seem like a... a the natural fit for getting that into the, the .NET Foundation. So that'd be awesome. Um, and we'll definitely include a, a link to the, the HackFest um, in our show notes, along with all the other um, good resources we have coming out of the show. Uh, but it sounds like a pretty fantastic event. Um, is it something that you can participate in remotely? You mentioned an in-person meeting, but is it a global participation? It's a global two-week hackathon. So people can register for the hackathon and separately for the event in Amsterdam. Okay, very, very cool. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll include the show notes. For, uh, we'll include the link to that in the, the show notes. But um, I think this was a fantastic update on MVVM Cross. I'm sorry it took so many years to, to get this subject on the, on the show, especially given my own personal evangelism for it. But uh, I think it was well worth the wait. But Martin, thanks so much for talking today. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Gone Mobile.